Viewer discretion is advised. If you're on social media two hours a day, if you're planning for an issue, just pick a month and cross that month off and say, I'm on social media non-stop that whole month. Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing is off the table. Tonight, we have a very special guest. He was raised in Onihanga uh, by way of Samoa, uh, currently residing in Takanini, but always representing the 685. He's the founder and director of Digital Discipline. I'm also an author of bilingual Samoan and English children's books. Please uh, give a round of applause for Tony Laulu. My man. Appreciate the intro. Mm-hmm. Hey, my little love also. Hey, my little love so for Hey, pleasure to have you. Um, and just, just the intro, because I do want to ask you straight off the bat, um, Tony. Because, you, man, you're a busy man. You're a very busy man. And I think, especially during this kind of climate in in the last two years with COVID and all that kind of stuff, the pandemic, bro, you've picked the perfect time in terms of being entrepreneurial. Uh, and doing some amazing things also. So just two questions. Just just obviously, obviously we can kind of get deeper. But two questions: How how did digital discipline come about? And also, why 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 the importance? Why why the need? Why do you think the need is uh, in terms of us kind of understanding and navigating the, the impact of social media also? Yeah, man. Uh, like like most people that start. Um you know, uh, I don't know, social enterprises, they, they see a bit of a gap, but that, that wasn't actually why, how Digital Discipline was born. Uh, how how it all sort of eventuated was, um, I had my own issues with social media. Um, I think about 11 years ago was when I got my first like smartphone, um, Galaxy S3. And uh, before that, it was just button phones before that, eh? So, bro, I was just fascinated, eh, by this this piece of technology because before that, you know, we had to push the box and then watch the windows fly in and all of that sort of jazz. So now, you know, I could push something on a, on a little screen and everything would, would pop up. And so when I got that, I was just, oh, bro, I was like month by month just increasing my time on there because just like any new toy, like really, you just um, – you're just wanting to figure it out and so yeah man that that started to really uh take a lot of my time it started to really change my perspective on the world on people on relationships on women on myself on like expectations comparisons all of that sort of stuff and and this was happening like subconsciously um and so yeah bro i just fell into this deep sort of pit of just uh being consumed by social media it started to become my uh my escape really and and like like other i guess addictions you turn to stuff to escape you know reality and so you know i didn't i don't really have a problem with any other sort of form of drug like you know whether it's smoking alcohol you know gambling or whatnot like i never got into that but i found that social media was was the thing was my drug because uh that's where I would go to if I had a hard day or, um, you know, was struggling with whatever it is. That's where I would escape to to, to alleviate whatever um, responsibility or pressures that I was feeling. And so, yeah, man, it just went spiraled out of control, really. And, and you kind of notice uh, that you have an issue when you're checking this phone while you're driving on the motorway or you're about to go, you know, use the bathroom and then you forget your phone and you're like, nah, I better go get my phone so I can go sit on the toilet and you know, play on my phone. That's you know, those are some indicators to me that should I can't leave this thing alone, eh? 
like I just can't like every waking second you know there's only one person in front of me at at the pack and save line and you still pull it out for no for no reason and so that's when I started to realize man I got I got issues eh like I can't I can't leave this thing alone like so yeah man that's kind of a you know a sort of summary of how bad it was getting um and uh yeah I guess it got to a point where I wanted to sort of find help and uh this was the critical part in all of this whole thing is um when I went looking for help there was no help there was no the only phone line available at the time I think was to call if you uh, are a uh, are a witness of online bullying or something like that uh NetSafe was a website that was really helpful they're they're great they got awesome resources on but me reading their articles um wasn't gonna uh wasn't gonna uh, help an addiction that I've formulated for like five or six years so yeah man it was a, it was a struggle to find help uh, all of the I guess all of the help really or 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 um perspectives around social media addiction were actually from overseas and so I started to realize that bro, no one in New Zealand's going to come to save me because l- let's say if I'm addicted to gambling or alcohol they got whole like wraparound services for that they they got a community you can go talk to they got the whole nine for anybody that's uh, got a gambling issue or old hand number and whatnot but for someone that was addicted to social media they had they had nothing and so you know uh <laughs> when I found out I couldn't you know no one was coming to save me I had to save myself kind of thing and so yeah bro I just went away and just read all the research all the literature that was out there from the US and the UK they're, they're a bit more progressive than us and so I started to realize why I was so attached to this thing and so I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of like rambling along but yeah that, that's where I started to realize oh it's actually not the time that the biggest the biggest um realization that I had was that um was that it stemmed actually from my childhood and not not that I I, I I love my childhood um, but, and, and I, I absolutely love my parents um, the reason why I say it's linked to my childhood is um, my parents are again they're super amazing but as new parents from a different country their uh, version of parenting is very different to what we know today and I don't I, I put no blame on them whatsoever but um, I will say this: it was it was difficult to uh, please them. There was an expectation, you know, as a Samoan, then also an expectation as a Mormon, you know. And and once upon a time, that's that's the I guess the religion that I affiliated with. And so there's this pressure to perform. And so you know, um, for the longest time, it was it was difficult to uh, make them proud. I think they're really proud of me now. But you know, growing up, it was it was difficult to. Um, receive those uh you know um, i'm proud of you son or i love you so that stuff was real uh, difficult to obtain and i again i don't i don't i don't um put any fault on my parents but because of that void of affirmations and validation when social media hit i could post something about myself or me and my son that i don't know motet bro i'll check that thing six minutes later 30 likes five comments Tony is such a great dad, you know, like, oh, where's that place, you know, and the, the, the way that social media helped my ego, stroked my ego, like, bro, I was, um, I loved it, hey, 
it was addictive. You know, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not a sports star. I'm, I'm nothing, you know. But I started to notice that I loved the attention. Like, bro, half of them were just my uncles and aunties. <laughs> but I, it's that there's this endorphin hit scientifically uh, and neuro, I'm going to say this wrong, neurologically that um, social media gives. It gives you that little uh, that little boost. So, bro, I just fell into that trap. That's all it was, man. I, I just loved it. I just loved having an opinion on the All Blacks because I don't like the All Blacks. I'm a Wallaby supporter, you know, and, and then you get, get all controversial, you know, chasing clout and all of that sort of stuff. So, I, bro, that's what I thrived off, eh? I loved it. And that, and that's why, that's what I started to learn about myself and, that, and you know, intrinsic stuff. Oh, damn, this this is actually tied to something that I, I was needing as a child. So now I didn't need my parents to tell me that they were proud of me because, you know, i got I got random people now telling me, bro, you're the man or you blah, 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 you know? So where it was supposed to be rooted, now it's rooted in uh, technology and social media and a platform that um, sets me up, set me up for that. I'm not saying that's, that's my own personal journey. I think, I think other men or people have a higher fortitude with, you know, uh, their um, security and self. But for me, it, it wasn't the case, so. Anyway, man, that we can we can chuck a little pause in that little story, man. That's a no. lot of information, but yeah, man, that's deep. I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, and, and maybe other men as well. But for me, I was like, damn, man, that's me. Damn, that's me. Oh, <laughs> damn, that's me. Um, so I'm just curious about that. Um, the the realization part of it because one of the tricky things with social media is like sometimes you don't you're not even aware that you know you're being roped into the ecosystem of getting you know having those feelings and their validation and all that sort of stuff. So I'm curious about um, the moment where you realised this became a problem because it's, it's sometimes it's so hard to even get to that point. Some mm. people never get to that point. So how did you get to that point? Bro, was my son, eh? Yeah, my oldest boy. <clears throat> he was five or six at the time. And, uh, you know, I wish I could come up with a great story, but the fact was we were just at the park and I started to notice that he was looking at me, looking at my phone. And I started to, the duration of us at the park, I was starting to feel, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual element to us where your conscious starts to kick in. You're like, you know, there's that little voice that, bro, you are doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. That's not right. That's not right what you're doing. And uh, as a first time parent, obviously, um, um, as you guys might know, it's, it's not easy to, to pivot um, on the spot but I started to have these realizations in my head I, I think the um, the vision was that you know as our kids watch us they have this little red light in the corner of their eyes which is pressing record on everything we do and so I started to realize the more that he sees me on my phone the more that is going to become normal to him so when he has kids all he knows is just to be on his phone because that's all he saw his dad doing and so that that's that was the thought that started to scare me. I was like, nah, i I got to change something now because, um, you know, if, if I'm a grandparent and all I see is my son on his phone while his kids are playing, I won't be very happy, first and foremost, because that's not something he should be doing. But secondly, I enabled that because that came from me. And so that's, that was kind of the realisation, bro, like, um, bro, I can't be doing this, man. Like, if you want to be present, be present properly, like, and I say this all the time, like whatever you're looking for on your phone, it'll be there when they're asleep. So, 
none of us are running the country. We don't need to be checking our phone. We, you know, we're we're not. Oh, we're important, bro, in the, in the eyes of the Lord, eh? <laughs> but not that important to be checking my phone every like couple minutes. You know, like I'm not running any multi-million dollar company. I don't need. Anyway, pl- the notification I'm checking anyway is about a 60th birthday that I know I'm not going to go to, or you know, it's some some dumb event. That, you know, like 94 percent of our notifications that we get have nothing to do with us. It's just stuff that we I don't know. But Facebook does that to us, bro. They make us feel special. You see a little Facebook icon, and then there's five. You know, oh, sh- <laughs> got five oh, likes. Five likes. Here, you know? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Well, what do we got here? Alien law, bro. It's nothing to do with you, eh? <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, so, bro. Yeah. This is interesting, Tony, because it is. You know, some people might think, oh, because it can be quite subtle. Where I'm, Tony, like in terms of people think of addictions, like you're saying, drugs, alcohol, gambling. But when you think of social media. Facebook and they're like oh no that's not that's so that's okay but you when you mention it when you say it when you just how you described it it is you're right it, there's a, it's real subtle and and you're absolutely right in terms of the endorphins people are like oh man the dopamine yeah I like it I'm getting the likes but what are what are, what are um, others are some of the other symptoms do you know like because when you when you're sharing that thing man and Jay was just alluded to us said hey that sounds like me that sounds like me as well I said, man what what are some of the the major symptoms when you like man you know you are in trouble you are one hundred percent addicted, bro. There's heaps. One that comes to mind is um, like this thing isn't that much bigger than a bar of soap, right? The fact that I can't, as a man, put this thing down when I have committed to sleep at ten thirty, because I know I'm up at six. And then I end up going to sleep at quarter to one. The fact I can't put that thing down tells me the level of discipline I have as a man. Because if I can't put that down, that just has a flow-on effect to the lack of sleep. I wake up and I'm in a shitty mood. Now I'm yelling at the kids because they're not reading. Whose fault was that? You, you're the one that woke up late. You know why? Because you're watching girls dance on, on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever it is you guys watch. <laughs> Me, bro, just straight TD Jakes. You know, that's all I watch, just sermons, bro. And and mandate. That's all I yeah, bro. But yeah, that's that's probably one of the tell um, telling signs. Also, bro, if you're if you're checking your phone while you're driving um, a lot, it just tells you you can't, how can you not spend ten minutes driving without picking up your phone? What is it that's so important on your phone you can't leave it? Your, your son's sitting right next to you. You don't want to have a conversation with him, or wow. that—that's the you know. We catch up on so much on social while we're driving, and, and I point this out in a lot of the workshops that we do. Man, we're pulling out these phones at funerals, weddings. Isn't there enough phones out? Like, it's like a almost monkey see, monkey do. Like, have you seen the quality of some people's fo- like videos at concerts, bro? It's horrible. Oh, like, man. why would you need to do that? Like. You, you'll see it done it professionally. What, what do you need? All of it seems like the shaking ass like video. Like, but I think society, or, or you know, for social media anyway, you know, is a, you just want to document that you're there. Like, you don't actually need to document everything. Like, I, I don't know, bro. That, that's just that's no. just some um, telling signs that we've got some problems. You know, um, you know, as 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 leaders or as men that we. This thing's only little, man. It's not. It, this gun, this 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 phone doesn't have a gun to our head, you know. Is it? You got to stay on this thing till after midnight. No. So, yeah, man. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult conversation. Um, 
but I guess uh, you know what's done in private or in secret has a flow on effect to you know what what manifests in, in public or whatever it is, man. Your sleep or your mood or chasing dreams and that. Like uh, I'm not telling I'm not saying social media is the the main culprit, but if if you haven't got that disciplined or or, or down packed, then um, yeah, that's that's why you're wondering why things you know aren't working the way they are or the way that you want. Wow, man, it's crazy, hey? That's, that's scary, man. Because <laughs> it it's so scary, Tony, that you, and you're in the space, and then people are thinking, man. And, some, and a lot of people are probably listening to this, and a lot of them are like, oh, that's not really an issue. And then I think what's happening, if you, if you like, because I'm sitting here thinking, man, what Tony's saying, this, I'm doing some of this stuff, even in the car. You know, I hate to admit it, but like, I'm sometimes in the car, oh, yeah, what's, what's their notifications? And, you, and, it's, and it's like it kind of seeps in and you just don't realise until like, oh, wait a minute, this is probably an addiction. And so you must be, you must talk to a lot of men who's kind of like, man, Tony, help me. What do what you, what do you kind of, what's the, what's the feel out there in terms of a lot of our men out there? Are they, is it more like, man, I need some help, I'm Tony. Is it just, oh man, ah, nah, it's, it's, it's all good, it's that I can handle. What's, what's the feel out there? Yeah, bro, I, I love when we do parent or staff workshops. I can tell all the dudes, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Some soft ass workshop, order, you know, uh, I don't know, something airy fairy or something. By the end of it, they're, yeah, they're, they're the ones that are like, bro, I didn't even know that, man. I did not know that that's what I was doing. You know, some of them, you know, uh, pat themselves on the back that they are, uh, you know, that they've been um, sober five years. Also, you just changed, you just exchanged your, your beer for, for Instagram wow. now. Like you're it's, having it's the same effect, you know. You might not be visibly drunk or something, but you're not present. You know, you're you're actually on this thing. You're taking yourself away from your, you know, your loved ones for more time than you think, because no one drinks every day. Or but but you you do have your phone in your pocket the majority of the time. So you t- you tell me which one's worse. Like, so yeah, it is it is it is a difficult thing. I think uh, the first step. I don't know, bro. I don't know any sort of addictive theories but i think the first thing is to admit it like if, if you know it's a problem if you get that little intuitive type of uh voice that tells you bro you better put that thing down if if that's happening more often than not then i think you've got a problem you know and, and it's, I, I say the problem not in a, in a negative way but uh that's the first step into okay how, how do we adjust this because um if you're not getting paid by doing your social media posts then i'd i'd, I'd like to say just relax on that stuff you know like you know but but it is a balance because I, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not anti social media you know I haven't I only I only went on Instagram today for like two or three minutes I actually haven't been on for a long time I've been on probably like once every week and a half um, because I know but sometimes if I'm on that thing you know I don't want to be just, you know go back into the sort of um, lifestyle that I had before so. Yeah, man, it's a. I, I, th- I think uh, a lot of our men are, are doing a good job, but I think, you know, uh, bluntly as well, when I talk to some of the men, it's like, bro, just almost stop lying to yourself, man. Like, if you if you're checking this thing, man, like, bro, we we got other things, better things to do, you know. We're we're builders and leaders. We what do you, what are we building and leading on Instagram, besides um resharing all of these uh. I don't know what. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro. 
that's crazy really, that you yeah. mentioned that. I just think of like rationalizing stuff, like you know, when some people are confronted with the truth about themselves, and even when they have their voice in their head, sometimes the justification of like, oh yeah, but they, they put a spin on it, um, and and maybe just from personal experience, I feel like that's definitely one of the biggest barriers um, to, to admitting that there's there's some sort of issue there, um, even if we feel it deep inside. I'm, I'm curious about the conversation in terms of some of our upcoming generation, um, especially for, for you know, our young men and women that are coming up, um, for a generation that's sort of born where, they've sort of been born into this generation where technology is just in their face, they're surrounded by it at every turn. Um, what are those conversations been like? Yeah, bro. Great and concerning. Um, you know, we, we run these workshops um, predominantly in South Auckland, um, but we've got schools sort of in Central and West. And uh, the themes are the same with our young men. <coughs> Their biggest struggle is uh, uh, the whole online bullying piece. Um, and not that they all do online bullying, but it's the... Or it's the... Um, it's the uh, separation between, you know, what you're saying online and, you know, what's happening in, in reality. And, and, and I'll just elaborate a little bit. A lot of our young men feel like, you know, when they're online, they, they, they I don't know, they got some, I don't know, superhero cape and they, and they say what they like about another gentleman or another young man or another school. So, you know, it was super tough online. And then, you know, we've had some incidences where, you know, two carloads of, of the other school turn up to go looking for A, B, and C, you know, and, that, and that's where that intersection gets a little bit, uh, you know, um, challenging because you, you, you're super gangster online and then, you know, yeah, it comes to confrontation, you know, you, you, know can't, you, you, you can't back up those words. And so I, I, I think it's a masculinity talk. I think it's... Um, that a lot of social media portrays um, the qualification as a man is, yeah, I don't know, a Nike suit and a bum bag and a Gucci hat or something like that, or some teens, um, and vaping all the time. Like uh, that's 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 what they perceive as uh, a man or someone that's a gym rat or something like that. Um, so I feel like uh, their version of qualifying into manhood has been distorted, not predominantly by social media, but it hasn't helped. So if all you're, you know, if all you're watching is is drilling video clips, you know, and and bro, I listen to that stuff in the gym, but I know that's not my lifestyle. But you know, sometimes our young men gravitate to a uh, a lifestyle that that that's not them. It's only you go to church, <laughs> you know, you memorized all your scriptures. You know, that you don't need a you don't need to like you know be something that you're not. You 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 come from a good home. You know, you're not you're not living on the streets or something like that. But I feel like the amount of peer pressure that sometimes social media puts on our young men, um, yeah, is a, is a little bit concerning. Same same with our young women. The way that they dress, the way that they act, the way they should be doing all of these types of dances. For example, one of the schools that I spoke to a fortnight a fortnight ago, she said, uh, one of the leaders said, you know, last year. It was only year 13, only a handful of them had their eyelashes done. Now half of the school does it, you know, and it's this, uh, and I'm using that as an example, and it's not to judge, or like, but I use that as an example of the influence or the, um, 
sort of the uh, what you call it um, the power of being connected to too many people because growing up bro, I only had three friends man so I could only compare myself to you know um, three people right now our kids are comparing themselves to 300 people so I'm glad I grew up uh, in the time that I grew up because <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel for our young people I don't blame them that and, and that's that's why I enjoy what I'm doing because we provide a, an educational piece that the majority of our schools aren't talking about. You know, they talk about, you know, I don't know, maybe the law about, you know, the consequences of if you do this. But they're not really talking about the soft skills, the mental health aspect, the the way that it's uh, um, disrupting the uh, development of your character or your identity. So a lot of our young people, their identity is being skewed hard out because of what they're consuming online. Even though their whole DNA makeup is Samoan or Tongan or Fijian, now they all of a sudden they think, I don't know, maybe I should be Cardi B or, you know, whoever it is or, you know, or one four. And I don't knock those because that's their lifestyle. But totally, if you go to church and you, there's nothing wrong with your household, why are you, why are you trying to... Mm. Just, just stay there, you know. <laughs> just wrap about like I don't know the Bible or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it is. It is a dilemma, Tony. I was a, I was talking to someone this um, this this morning, Tony, and they were saying, hey, there's there's even pages where kids, young teenagers, are have this confession pages, and they're confessing about everything and any in in in, in, in anything. In terms of people doing this, just someone did this, someone slept with this, and so forth, and all that, and just putting it out there. And um, there's been a lot of, like you were saying, you mentioned a lot of bullying, a lot of people, a lot of teachers, and, and even adding teachers and, and all this other stuff in the schools. And it just makes you just kind of just, just I, I can't believe it. Like, man, this, this is just some crazy stuff. Obviously, there's some good stuff in social media and, and all that kind of good stuff in technology. But in terms of the, there's a, that, that dark space, um, Tony, when you're talking about addictions. Where people think, nah, like, and I think Jamin already said it, oh, that's not that bad. You talk about es- escapism. And some people might say, you know, but this is my time, this is my time. I need mm-hmm. to, I need just to, just to unwind. And I've just had a busy day. I just need to go online and just, just for a few minutes. And that few minutes ends up being hours. And so I'm just, I'm just curious. Oh, I'm just kind of thinking to myself, bro, how many men out there, or not just men, but people in general, who are there? Got their their devices and their phones, and they they believe without a shadow of a doubt. I don't have an issue. I got no problems. I got no addictions, but they're on it for hours. Bro, at the height of my, you know, like addiction, I was clocking up five hours easy, sometimes six. And it, you know, it's not all in a row, but it's that forty-five minutes in the morning. It's half an hour at lunch. It's that maybe an accumulation of an hour while you're driving during the day, then definitely the night time, you know, like, you think about that, uh, there's an equation that I do for young people to, to give the um, to give the understanding of how much time is being taken. I'm not sure if, I think I, we wrote a post on it like a while ago, but let's say you're on it for two hours um, a day, right? It doesn't seem like much, you've got 24 hours a day. Um, Two hours by the end of the week, that's 14 hours, right? You times that by 52 weeks, we're at 728 hours uh, in a year. However, if you divide that by 24-hour consecutive days, we're at 30.3 full full days a year on social media, off the back of two hours a day. 
It's no joke. It's not. So essentially, if you're on social media two hours a day, if you're planning for an issue, just pick a month and cross that month off and say, I'm on social media nonstop that whole month. So you can imagine if I'm on it four hours, you can pick two months next year and say, I'll cross out this month and this month because I'm on social media consecutively that those whole two months. So if you don't believe me, do the math. And so if I'm clocking up five or six, there's a whole fucking quarter of a year gone <laughs> to what? Like, I don't know, watching people's stories and refreshing and watching their stories again or, I don't know, arguing with people why Ian Foster should be the coach or not. Like, I don't know, or why Bowden Barrett shouldn't be the first. Fo- I don't know. I don't know what people talk about. But, you know, so, yeah, man, that's, that's the amount of time that it takes off the back of two hours, bro. So it's it's a little bit scary. So unless you're a social media influencer earning cash off the time you're, you're investment um of of being on social media then um i would kindly suggest <laughs> to just lower that thing yeah. a little bit yeah bro and like like it's funny like when i ask um in the workshops so you know we're, we're kind of in the middle of a workshop i'd say i asked them can anybody tell me what you remember from social media that you read or that you saw the actual content and who it's from seven days ago tell me silent well what about three days ago tell me the post tell, tell me what you read or what you watched three days ago tell me in detail what it was because you, you were on it though right three days ago yeah 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 no one can say a word sometimes even like yesterday tell me two posts that you read or real that you and, and what did you learn from that yesterday nothing it's dead silent most of the time. No, nobody can Man. remember a thing. So you're telling me for the last seven days, you know, fourteen hours minimum, that you can't tell me what what you learnt, what you got from it. So where's the return then on your fourteen hour investment? Your fourteen hours you could have been in the gym, or working on your dream, or dot dot dot. You know. So it's, it, it, yeah, when we when we put it that way, it. it uh, you know, there's the Samoan term. There's the ingi though. Then a little bit like, oh shit, he's right, man. I thought he was coming to talk about some soft shit. But yeah, he's right. Bro, man. Anyway, bro, yeah, that's, Damn. that's some realizations for you. Eh? Jeez. That's crazy. I just had a random thought about how, um, you know, back at the, you talked a little bit about the button phones, the old Nokia 3315 and all that sort of stuff and how, um, you know, keeping in contact, like the intention behind a cell phone, um, you know, being able to stay in contact and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, introducing cameras, you're able to take, you know, capture memories and all that sort of stuff. And now there's all these other things attached to it where it's like, and I don't know, <laughs> I've had this conversation in my household before where it's like, oh, I need a, I need a new phone. Um, the, the camera on it's way better. And then it's like, well, the camera on it is like, Two thousand dollars. This. Why do you need a bigger screen for? It's like all these other things, but you're justifying it under the like. Oh, I just want to take better quality pictures, you know, for the memory's sake and all that sort of stuff. But it's just, it's just crazy. And uh, perhaps this is something I've struggled with um, addiction in the past, and it's all been connected to technology. Um, and so I just, yeah, uh, you've sort of made me think about that. Um, 
that duality of like our generation growing up where we didn't have technology um, as much as today. So we had that foundation of our identity with our families. Um, but the new exciting toy of technology is coming and I bet there's a lot of us that have jumped on it and we're, we're on it way more than we probably know we should mm-hmm. um, versus the upcoming generation that are born with it. Um, and so their identity is sort of connected immediately from such a young age to technology and the standards of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fascinating to think about and reflect. I feel like you've held a mirror up and now I'm just, yeah, I'm in reflective man. mode. I'm like, I'm convicted, no, I'm convicted. <laughs> it's, tough, it's tough to peel those things back because, um, bro, I'm, I'm infamous for that too. I, I justify a lot of stuff, you know, uh, bad and good, you know, like there's still things that I struggle with that I still justify, you know, it makes sense. So when you're talking about, you know, having a better, quality camera um taking photos bro ha- oh, not even half way less than that like let's say 80 percent of the photos or videos i take i didn't even go back and look at it it's just uh i i don't know just this thing that we do you know we just take all these photos and videos on it's not something that i don't even print them out you know it's just sitting in a phone for no reason like but sometimes we feel like we want to capture the moment but we miss out being present because it actually looks better when we see it with our own eyes and experience with all our senses instead of trying to capture the, the perfect photo, you know, so you can check it on Instagram and, you know, chasing sunsets and all that. Okay, great. But, you know, how many sunsets do you need to post on, on Instagram without, you know, where does the validation come from? Does it come from being in, in God's presence, you know, and, and enjoying it without having to pull out your phone? Or or, or do you enjoy the clout or, you know, um, seeing how many people love your story about being, you know, at the at the edge of a cliff catching that that sunset. Which, which one is more important to you? Because sometimes I feel like it's more, you know, bro, it's crazy. Sometimes I see it all the time. You know, like even when they're with people, they're so super happy. You know, like, Yo, living our best life. I don't know whatever it is. <laughs> and then as soon as the twenty minute time, bro, their facials change. They're tr- just quickly trying to put it on. I'm like, dude, what are you acting for? Like. You, you're actually just you, we're just all acting for social mm. media where this is just a stage man we're just performing here for for what well, a couple of likes or yeah it's, it's uh, i don't know i'm not saying this everybody but i mean people that uh i guess people that do do that you know it'll it'll pinch a little bit because um you know sometimes i feel like you know like like my my journey that that validation that that sometimes we seek after we, we resort to the social media to look for that. Man. Hey, also, like, I can guarantee you, so Tony, people may be watching this, the viewers may be watching this, and there may be a lot of men going, hey, oh man, it sounds like me. And and a lot of them will, will be convicted. And they're like, oh man, how, how do I, how do I kind of change? How do I get out of this? And then there'll be other men who are like, nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. And so kind of in that in denial kind of, um, phase, um, but for for yourself, I gotta give you props also because for you to do this, because I'm I'm imagining how many other men are, th- are thinking this way, are feeling this way. Like, man, I need to put this down. I don't know how to put this down. I can't put the games down. They just, I'm just, I have to do this. What What do you say to th- uh, those men who are like, kind of like, oh, it's still kind of like, oh, I I, I do. And uh, there's there's a sense I know. I'm addicted, but also at the same time, like, oh, there's a bit of denial because there's a bit of pride or a bit of ego. What, what do you say to them to, to say, hey, to tr- just outright 
admit it. Like, bro, that's the first step, like you were saying. What, what do you say to those, those kind of guys? Or what you? Yeah, uh, look, um, the whole point of digital discipline is just to provide that education. If, if, it, if it fits the issue that you have, great. Um, and I don't, I don't think all men have that same issue, but the majority I have talked to, there's elements of my story or, or, or our workshops that, that do resonate. So I'm not, you know, I haven't met, you know, hundreds of men to, to be able to say that everybody struggles. But I think if you do, um, this thing has infiltrated our society, just like any mole that assimilates to, you know, uh, infiltrate or gather information, because that's essentially what social media is doing, just gathering our data. That's why the types of videos you're seeing keep coming up because it's collecting data on Tony. And like I said, that's why it keeps feeding me TD Jake sermons because that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ask you guys. What. Tell us, tell us the, the tell us the websites, the real websites, <laughs> Tony. Hey, hey. I just noticed your guys' right wrists are slightly muscular than your left. So maybe you guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, bro, I'd I'd be concerned, you know. Uh, so if you, bro, it's funny with our young people, eh? When I ask them about, you know, what's the impact of social media? What are you seeing on there? Oh man, honestly, it's random. Me just seeing like girls twerking all the time, like, and like half. And I was like, you know, I have a little giggle inside because I'm like, social media knows, bro. Like you watch something long enough, it'll keep feeding you the same thing that you like. Jeez, licky all up. That's why. Yeah, that's yeah. why you're seeing. Those kind of videos, because that's all you're watching. Wow! But I, you know, obviously, I'm I'm a bit more um mindful and gentle about it. Like, so um, yeah, bro. And so yeah, I, I I think I think um, just a level of mindfulness. Um, if you're a father, um, you know, you're a spouse, and uh, if you have a if you have a sense of what what your version of life is about. This thing has the potential to really distract you or derail your uh, responsibilities as a as a family man or a, or a husband or, or partner. Um, and then, even if God has placed a purpose um, or a mission on you, this thing can potentially derail you as well. Because um, you know, there's hours that that we're spending as men being distracted by this thing, and and it all seems pretty harmless. You know, it's not like um, you know, you, like smoking. You just you can smell it or it's visible that you're drunk or you're high or something like that. This this thing, you know, besides probably telling that you you're probably a little bit tired. Other than that, it's it's not it's not as obvious as other addictions, you know. Like, and that's why that's that's the subtlety of it. Is um is the reason why I think some people, bro, I've got no issues. I'm all good on four and a half hours sleep anyway. So, but they don't know the light that um beams from that phone tells your neurological um functions in here that it's still daylight that's why i think joseph parker was here before he's like yeah, i don't check my phone in the morning and i think in the evening for for yeah um correct me if i'm wrong but because our, our body's supposed to work with the sun and that and and so when it's time to sleep and then you've got this thing glaring with this light that's why you can't sleep is because it's on and you're saying oh i find it hard to sleep well it's fucking hard to sleep because you have the phone on that's why it's it's this replication of the sun, and so it keeps your your mind thinking. It tricks your mind into thinking that you, you know you should still be awake. And so, yeah, bro, I, I don't know the deeper science to it, but but that's essentially why we keep ourselves up because of that light. You know? So, 
it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy stuff, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. And some people don't even pinpoint today, um, Tony. They think, oh, I saw the phone. And, and they wonder why they get up, oh, I'm so tired. Why am I, why can I, why do, haven't I had a good night's sleep? And like you're saying, you got your phone next to you. And pre- pretty much I can imagine a lot of people, include myself, my phone's right next to me sometimes, like sleeping. And then, you know, I'm wondering, hey, why am I not getting a good night's, night's rest? And like all these things, there's algorithms, people, what you're watching and all that kind of collecting the data. You know, and people say, well, you, I come, like you're saying, what's this tricking you? What's this, which tells, hey, you've been watching some other stuff, you know, you got all this stuff. And people think, oh, porn, that's porn, that's pornography, all that kind of stuff. And some people might disagree, oh, no, porn's all good. But if for us, like, okay, well, porn's like, oh, but then you think, oh, no, this, this is social media, this is, the, this is the way it is. And some people will blatantly would not even admit it, Tony. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, Bro, porn, porn's another topic in itself, and um, you know, you you guys are probably more experts than me. I'm <laughs> 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 trying to give you some advice from you. I'm trying to get some discipline. Some discipline. <laughs> oh, um, so that my mind ended in magazines, bro. So when you talk about websites, like, so, is it online or? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll chat later. We'll chat later. <laughs> yeah, right, right. but yeah. yeah, but I will. I will comment on that um, just briefly. That um, I'm concerned that our young people are learning intimacy from pornography, um, and there's been discussions that I've had with school leadership and some parents that um, you know, there's incidences where, like you guys already know, that porn only objectifies women and. Uh, it's not the true sense of intimacy. Mm. And now our young men think that uh, um, something that's non-consensual, something that's uh, semi-abusive or rough is like, that's what love or making love is. And that's where they're learning a lot of that from. And so I, I have grave concerns for the access that our young people have because I guess back in our day, it was just, bro, it was just magazines and um, you know, you had to fork out. I don't know how how much did did they cost before? Uh, I don't know. It was like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They got the little <laughs> price tag on there. Um, but you know, um, jokes aside, but like it was hard to access that stuff. Um, and now, bro, and, you know, a couple of little punches on your little keypad, you're you're there. And so, um, uh, you know, for fathers out there, and I'm 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 scared. Of that too, because I, you know, I'm a father of two boys, um, eight and eleven, and um, I'm concerned about their access. They're they're set in my household, but um, maybe school or when they're out in the world, you just can't, you know, um, you don't, you don't, you can't police that um, when they're out out of sight. And so, yeah, that's something I haven't totally figured out um, at the moment, bro. But it is concerning, yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, um, I think when I think of technology, I always think of that aspect of it because, um, yeah, just the way it um, distorts how you view, you know, your relationship and all that sort of stuff. And as you were talking, I was just thinking like, man, should I I talk about it? Should I share it? Um, And then I thought, like, it is what it is. It's done. So um, that was something that had affected my relationship um, 
with my wife and having to address that is like it's one of the most humiliating things to have to admit to your wife that, you know, you struggle with this. And again, through counselling, I realised it was connected to things that had happened in childhood. Um, but it was just crazy, the, um, you know, you, you think it's it's harmless, it's penis, you know, it's only, you're only doing it to yourself, so who cares kind of thing. Um, and so just that justifying and it compounds over time. And so the longer you leave it unaddressed, it just becomes almost... Literally, like you know, an addiction where it's, it's so hard to get off it, and so I'm so I'm grateful that I've just even got into the stage where I've been able to recognize it. But I, I you know, 100%, I, I support exactly what you're saying in terms of like that ease of access, like, um, it's so readily available now. Like, you just open up your browser, incognito, you're there, yeah. like, it's crazy. And so, um, although I'm in a better place now the seeds of it, the remnants of it are still in your mind and like they'll probably never go away. My counsellor always said that this will be a lifelong struggle. You'll never ever completely conquer it but you know, you start each day, you, you try again every day and so um, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting point to bring up and it's a bit, bit weird to talk about it openly but at yeah, the same time. No, props hey, for man, it, hey, man, yeah. Shows. Yeah. Uh, props for sharing that, man. Um, because it's stuff that uh, as men it's not the most uh, masculine thing to admit, um, you know, and, and I've, I've dabbled in that too. Um, I won't pull any jokes, but, you know, it, it does become addictive. Um, and it's a, and that's the tough thing with technology because you're not hurting anybody. You don't feel like you're hurting on anybody. Um, but this whole social media slash pornography and, and gaming as well will start to affect um you know how you view the world kind of thing and so pornography in, in particular does does no favors for how you view woman or a relationship or intimacy i think there's other experts that you know if they come on they, they could probably speak to the to to, to to a greater depth um about that but um for props to you for 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 um being open about that because yeah. um you know <clears throat> i i think a lot of you know we and and you know, forgive me as well, because sometimes us we turn it turn it into a joke um, to alleviate the whether it's the pain or the shame of it. Um, but it is actually a, a a problem, and and I think a lot of our men are struggling with that um, privately. You know, and there isn't. You know, sometimes I've had had a look at. Uh, is there any Pacific men that can help with you know um, mentoring me through? Um, things like social media or pornography or whatever it is, you know. And I just hope, I just wish there were more, you know, Pacific men that were in those spaces to help with addiction. I think they are for the main addictions, but um, whether it's uh, relational, marriage, or pornography, I don't think there's too many. Um, because sometimes, you know, um, you know, our European brothers don't understand the complexity of why we gravitate to some of the addictive habits that we have. I think generally they might have an idea, but there's a culture and spiritual element that they might not um, be able to grasp. So this one-size-fits-all theory that they learned, um, you know, that is helpful, still leaves remnants. Like you said, there's still this unchecked thing because actually I went to church at this religion and I also am Samoan, which is two things that you won't ever understand. So I don't know, there's kind of just... That's uh, good, man. My, my wish, eh? Man, 
that's man, this this has got even deeper, Tony. And um, and Jay, man, props to you for you even sharing that. Um, because it is, I think, I think we all all in here, like you're saying, you know, we can joke around about it and we kind of have little, um, you know, a little bit of banter. Uh, but you're right. I think all of us on this table, you know, we're not immune to it. You know, I, I, you know, just just like yourselves, you know, I've been in the kind of stage of, man, what the heck's going on here? And I, I think a lot of it with with pornography, and you when you dabble in pornography, and I'm talking about my own experience, it's just, man, it's like you're saying, it's just that shame, eh? that shame. That's there's there's that like, man, what am I doing? Especially if you you, you know you come from a Christian background and all that kind of stuff, and like, man, what am I doing? And you know, we, we know, we know without a shadow of a doubt, that's just, we can't be doing this. But because of the addiction, because it's so easily accessed, you know, you can go on, online and, and view these things. You know, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, the dopamine, the unspoken word, and then we as men get together, oh, check around about it, or oh, some of us don't even mention it. Um, but Tony, I think what you've done in terms of being here, you opened up a can of worms, because I know a lot of men, a lot of men are like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna address that. I'm not gonna talk about that. You know, you, you can talk about your addictions, about porn, and then there's a lot of men who think that's not, that's nothing wrong with that. There's mm. nothing wrong with porn. It's all good. Like you're saying, there's some of these young, young, young cats, these young, young teenagers think, oh, it's all good. This is the way it is. But it is. It's so damaging. Mm. Would you, would you agree, brothers? It's so damaging. Hey, yeah. um, it's just, um, it is, and I think. The more of us that are empowered to talk about it, and for you being here, Tony, knowing, hey, we need to talk about these things, discipline. Um, but if we're able to talk about these things and normalize, hey, bro, I, I need some help, man. And even to our wives, it's um, it's I think I think it's more impact impacting and more empowering for us to have these conversations. So, bro, I do love also. Yeah, that's so cool, do. man. That's big ups, Jay. Yeah, but yeah, man. Well, the thing is, how, how, because <laughs> how you, because I know we can talk about it, and obviously you, you are in this in the space, um, Tony. But what's um, how? How do we? Obviously, the conversation. But how do we find ways, or are there some some certain or specific ways to like kind of get out of this rut? On the, on the pornography on the pornography front, not not too sure, but I think it would be similar to the whole social media addiction piece. Is um, it's a form of escapism. Mm. It's it's tied into something. It's not just a just came out of nowhere. There's this uh, desire to um, seek for self gratification. There's a there's a void that's I don't know somewhere now in our childhood or, or growing up. Um, maybe you didn't have the best relationship. I don't know with your with your mum or sisters or I don't know whatever it is. I'm not a trained psychologist, but it, it's got to be tied into something as to why we gravitate to certain types of um, addictions. But um, I think, given you know the work that I do, I think your level of discipline will always um, be the standard of where you want to be so if if you can't discipline yourself you know on the social media front to put your phone down at this time or it's away during dinner time or you know from three to six when i have my kids this thing doesn't come out unless it's an emergency then um that level of discipline that you have on social media or your phone um is a good um you know measuring stick um to you know the type of man that we want to be because if you if you can't keep your discipline on on those little things like your phone then 
you know how how can you be trusted with other things and i think that's the same with pornography um again you probably have other experts that can speak on it um but if i can't you know um stop myself from looking at this thing periodically um then that speaks to how much more work i need to do as a you know as a developing you know pacific man that i still have these work ons that i need to do and what is it that i'm trying to escape from or i don't know man this this um you know probably some other strategies that people mm. have but uh yeah that's just my um unqualified opinion on it yeah it's cool tony yeah um, um <clears throat> excuse me I'm curious about um, how things have been following COVID because obviously with the lockdown, technology just became man's best friend, um, being isolated and things like that. Um, has that sort of affected like seeing things before COVID and then seeing how things have been post-COVID? Right. Has it gone worse? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I coined this term, um, but uh, what you call it? There's uh, an influx of um, what's what's it called um, trending activism since COVID because you know people are all conspiracy like oh don't get the jabs you know just the the chip or whatever it is or whatever else it is <clears throat> there was so much I wouldn't call it misinformation but variations of information during COVID nineteen that it, it, within a few weeks everybody became. Uh, an expert on um, scientists. Uh, like, oh, were you in the lab when they mixed up all the chemicals? Of, uh, you know, and, and everybody will have their opinion on it. But um, <clears throat> but the reason why I dislike trending activism is because a lot of our people that suggest that they're woke or uh, and it's not a shot at anybody's intelligence. You, you can share what you like on social media. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But bro, if you're gonna post about Ukraine, are you still posting about it today? You know what I mean? You you support the Black Lives Matter. Okay, how much money have you put into the efforts of so that young black men aren't getting gunned down in New Zealand? Oh, but you posted all about it when you're, you know, during that time. So are we just doing it because it's the uh, the cool thing to do? And that and that's sort of what happened during. Co- okay, so you're you're harping on about all the chemicals in this uh, jab one and jab two. Are you still doing that today? Are you actively doing research on? So how come you shared all of that shit for like three weeks and then? And then you move to the next thing. Well, now, now we're talking about um, Johnny Depp and what you think about his trial. Like, this is why sometimes I'm like, look at some people. I'm like, bro, you just need to stop, bro. Like, what are you trying to be relevant for? You're relevant in the eyes of God, but bro, just stop, man. Like, mm. they need an opinion on everything, bro. I gotta share this. Like, just popped up in, in my head when the whole Black Lives Matter thing, bro. There was this uh, thing that was getting reshared. It was like, um, if you're silent, you're part of the problem. Something like that. If you're silent on the, I was like, "Fuck you guys, man!" I, I don't have to op- have an opinion on that. Why are you saying if I if I'm silent on that, I'm part of the you know oppression? Yeah, shut the hell up. I I don't have to have an opinion on who's who's spreading this rubbish. Where that's why some people get cornered into like having an opinion on everything because they feel like being online. You know, and you, bro, if you don't have an opinion on this, then bro, you're misinformed or you're not woke. I'm like, dude, you just bro, just focus on. You know, your health, your well-being, your children. You know, we sometimes a lot of these uh, woke individuals. That's what that's all they do. They that's what they live for. But I don't think they're doing it. And again, I, I say this, uh, you know, with a lot of love too. You know, why are you actually doing that? 
Is it because you love the attention from being a, a disruptor? You know, or or you know, someone who's, you know, social media intelligent. Um bro, watching a couple YouTube clips doesn't make you an expert. Come on, man, like you go sit down and talk to a couple people that are Muslim or atheist or from the African American community. If you haven't, then why you why all of a sudden you're writing these narratives on, on your stories like you you know, like like you lived in you haven't even you haven't even been to America. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh no, oh no. Uh, our kids in Manurea will need devices. Go buy some devices. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, uh, God loves everybody, but suddenly we've got some stuff in our backyard that needs attention. Eh? Yeah, man. And the obvious one, eh, I'm telling you, you're not black. You're not black. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't have the, the same opinion as everybody. Uh, you know, yeah, some people look at me sideways for for saying stuff like that, but um, but for me, that's 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 my um, you know, that's my opinion on it. When I when I see that stuff on social media, I think it's important to have an an opinion, but I think it's more important to have an informed opinion, mm. like a properly informed from both sides. Because I'll ask you guys this: like, have you ever seen anybody change their mind online? Let's say they have a sta- a stance on something. And then you know people come in and try and rip them down. Have you ever seen that person say, "Oh, actually, yes, Johnny, you you are right." You know, no one's ever folded to that. So that's why I'm like, "Bro, what are you guys trying to argue?" Like, no one's ever. I haven't seen anybody, you know, change their stance online, you know, because someone's come in and, and try to argue with them. Bro, and they'll they'll go to the death on that <laughs> online. Yeah. No one's ever gonna be like, yeah, "Yeah, actually, I never thought about it like that." You're so true. You're so right. Like, but I haven't seen that happen Jeez. once. So I don't know, man. Like, maybe you guys have, but this this just been my mm. my perspective on it. Yeah. So it's interesting too yeah. when it infiltrates like the family, and then now everyone in the family's got an opinion on like, oh, what side are you on? Like, <laughs> it just yeah, it's crazy, man. How how deep the roots go. Yeah, bro, especially being Samoan, bro. <laughs> that whole fast and. <laughs> Like, what is it like the parliamentary thing how people went crazy on that man like sheesh but it's, it's amazing hey Tony and, and Jay the, the masses like you're saying they just just change they just come and then someone just to put post something online like oh it's quite controversial oh yeah and they just jump on the bandwagon yeah you're absolutely right but you're right I don't I've, I've never seen anyone go you know what and humble themselves and say hey you know what you're, you're probably right you know, and, and really change their, their, their train of thought. Like, oh, no, he makes sense. Yeah. Most of the most of the time, nah, 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 you're right. To the death, to the death. And they'll just, just just troll hard out and just, and even, them, uh, that's no, I don't know what, what they call it, the cognitive dissonance. Even if the truth is facing them in, in the in the face, they know it's, oh, wait a minute, it's the logic saying, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong, but I'm, you know, I'm still going to just say I'm right. It's just, I don't it's know. It's the public arena, bro. You yeah. can't fold on the public. Jeez. Man, it's some of the replies are like, Narratives no, Novels ain't novels Do you not have dinner to make <laughs> Or nappies to change with? Uh, I, I don't have an opinion you know, I don't want to say too much about our, our woman But when it's our men And I'm like Solo, Come on man How did you find the time to type all of that like, I, I, I don't know I'm not here to judge you But, but I just feel but, Oh man Shucks You took a lot of time to think about that eh? mm. Yeah bro It's uh, interesting it's interesting. Mm. I don't want to yeah. put it as a negative or positive, but it's, it's it's interesting to observe some of that. You know, like it's pretty funny. Jeez, yeah. man. 
even tied to that is like the rise of cancel culture these days and mm. just people getting crucified over anything these days now whatever's trending if you're going against the grain bro i don't know <laughs> this guy probably put some money on his post but i don't know if you've seen it but it's a uh, that i don't know what his name is but it's a christian christian to mormon guy that's popped up on social media on facebook talking about his uh yeah bro like the 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 comments on that thing i'm like dude do you guys not know he's not gonna change his opinion man like there's no one you guys just need to relax like you know if if that's what he's looking for is attention then you're actually giving him what he wants you know like um I think I think people are super reactive because they feel like they have to always um, defend themselves online. I'm like, so like half of the stuff online's not even real. Like, so we're just on the stage acting like we know everything and have to back it up. And like you said, to the DFA, but yeah, it's 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 entertaining now to watch. I do empathize because I was one of those, you know, bro. I, I loved all the conspiracy theories. I'd be on forums in the US talking about like nine eleven and. Nah, yeah, it was jet fuel. <laughs> How do you know, you're, Tony? You're from bloody Auckland. Yeah, and even they didn't even know you. Like you know, arguing with people about you know why LeBron James is going like <laughs> the whole goat. Like after I see that stuff, I'm like, when people weigh in on it, like oh six rings and I don't know whatever the stats is like. <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. What about the stats on your own life? Do you know what's your success rate in your you know that business you try to start? Do you know the stats on that? Because I think it's zero and zero. You know, like <laughs> no rings on that one. Day, no, no rings. No, on no that rings. One. No rings. Bro. I'm like, so how do we know all of these stats? And you know, um, yes, I don't know, bro. Oh man, it's so interesting, um, Tony, because you're right. I think a lot of people who like who troll, like even on even on some of the comments there, we we get um, Jay. You know, there's some, some man. Some people can be some real harsh comments and some real people, little real cutthroat. Um, but you're right. I think where do the, these people, these individuals, get the time to like, man? They must go on Grammarly or something and just kind of like, oh, well, we have the dictionary right next to them. They get all these fancy words and all that kind of stuff to come up with all these these phrases and these paragraphs. But um, you're right. Instead of Imagine the time. Imagine that doing something else more productive instead of you just go, oh, okay, I'm just going to go and just and jump online. I'm just going to troll this person or whatever. I'm just going to disagree for the sake of disagreeing. Mm. Imagine the the time used for something that's that's positive or something that's that's productive mm-hmm. that we're missing out on. And I think a lot of us, we it's kind of like a stronghold. We just kind of the masses go there. And they, oh, we just want to let's, let's just carry on the bandwagon. That's just it's the media, bro. Like it's all clickbait anyway. And but I I wish people would understand that it is. It's it's a uh, it's enticing you mm. to come in, uh, engage in their content. I think ninety five percent of it's real bullshit, but the five percent, and this is where you guys fall in, is actually really useful because this is like like I told you guys offline, bro. I've I've listened to every podcast, but maybe one that I probably got halfway through. But every single one, I've learned something. And and to me, um, you know, they, they say, you know, you're the sum of the, you know, top five people that you hang around. And because an entrepreneur journey is quite lonely, you know, I rely heavily on podcasts. And your guys' one is probably the, definitely the top five that I listen to, to, to get that kind of um, high level inspiration. Um, and it's a lot more uh, homely because it's from, 
our Pacific moon or Samoan men. So I, that's why I love it where every time you guys drop something because I'm like, bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really learn something now for the next hour and a, and a bit because, um, you know, I, I'm interested in another podcast too. Um, you know, earn your leisure, nineteen keys. I like listening to entrepreneurial journeys, but um, there's nothing better than listening to you know stuff that's that's cool, man. relevant, um, you know, and makes sense to me. So, oh, you guys, so thanks man, props, yeah, props to your guys, yeah, man. Um, props to you, push, man. man. Like, man, I love her. Thank you so. Man, it just made me think about, <clears throat> excuse me, the importance of um, representation. And um, for for those who don't know, um, Tony's also an author and he, he brought in mm. some books and I just, one of the coolest things about it was like opening it up and just seeing um, our people in the story. Um, and so I was a little bit curious to hear about how this journey into s- telling stories um, for our future generation, how that all came to be. Um, because I think representation in any form of media, the, the more of us that are being represented, I, I just think there's place for all of us in there. Um, yeah, and I think it's cool what you've done. Yeah, bro. I, <clears throat> again, like I said before, bro, I've got no business writing books, bro, but um, yeah, yeah the, 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 the story about it is um, when I was leaving my job to start Digital Discipline, I was um, trying to understand this whole funding thing. And uh, I remember... Uh, yeah, I'll say Ministry of Pacific Peoples were doing this um, language funding and I applied because I wanted to uh, just understand the process of it all. Um, digital discipline has nothing to do with language, but totally, I was like, oh, I'll just try, you know, because um, I didn't have any language type uh, ambitions or goals. But so it came to the part where I said, what are you going to do with this funding? And on the spot, I just made it up. Oh, I'll write a book. You know, no, like I didn't have any faith that I would get it. I just wanted to go through the process. But, you know, um, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, oh, yeah, you're successful. Uh, you know, all the best with writing a book. then, I guess I'm writing a book, you know. Um, you know, that, that two grand, grateful, but it didn't, it didn't uh, cover the cost of making this book. Um, so, yeah, man, that's how I started the books, uh, you know, about my sons. Uh, I wanted to make sure that the first one uh, represented them. Got to give props to Thomas Greentree, um, one of my good friends who's the illustrator. So it all kind of happened, um, you know, you know, God willingly, because um, everything fell into place. Um, the creative journey for that, like, again, uh, there's not many Pacific men that write, um, you know, children's books um i have a good friend david riley who's um who's written pacific books and he's the man he um he said to me um you know i asked him you know what's you know i think it was a question around you know how'd you get into it or what's your passion he said something along the lines of bro uh, i wrote this because there was a need for it um and he essentially said you guys aren't writing the books so he needed to write it because his his students needed it and that to me resonated because um yeah we aren't you know um it's no uh it's no um uh it's no disrespect to our our lovely woman who writes books but our our young boys read books too and they need a uh you know a perspective from a male as well um or books written by a male and so that's essentially how they're all formulated. Um, yeah, the creative part about that, I, I'm, I'm super proud of that first book because, um, you know, my youngest boy has long hair. 
and everybody knows a, a nephew or someone they grew up with who's and so you go name me a Pacific book where the character is a boy and has long hair because they're the ones that aren't represented. Um, many characters in that book, um, you know, there's my niece Iris who's in there who's got, you know, this this beautiful afro. Um, you know, there's a there's a Maori character in there called uh, um, Jessie Huya. Jessie's my um, my sister and Huya's one of my nieces. And um, it, it was all about representation because um, there isn't many books where they see themselves. And if they do, I made sure my, my oldest boy's um, he's quite athletic, but not skinny. You know, he's 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 well fed. <laughs> and and I made sure that him and another character made sure that they reflected, um, you know, our beautiful genetic makeup. Because if you look at most of the other books, they're all cut from the same you know template they're all skinny and and so that's why i really wanted to make sure that these books um you know had that variety of um representation because at least if they go and read these books they can see themselves in it you know it, whether it comes to their hair their attire like um one interesting fact about that my my friend came back with a draft <clears throat> of of the characters and i said bro that brown's not dark enough eh because my, my son's in the summer get get dark. And I almost feel like there's a safe brown and there's a there's a brown. <laughs> there's a cool brown. <laughs> there's, a, there's the safe one. And then, I, I don't know, sometimes I overthink things, but there's this brown that maybe people don't want to yeah. use because it's, yeah, I don't know. They go for the lighter shade. Yeah. The lighter shade. The safer. And I'm like, no, nah, we're not going to do that, man. Like, I, I'm the creative director. I'll choose which shade, you know, um, or how afro this here is kind of thing and so yeah man um again uh grateful that that spark and ministry of education were able to pull through and support the that first initial book but um yeah had, had written two other ones since um but yeah bro it's uh it's just it's just our stories our our, our uh new zealand Samoan stories um you know i think we have some very um great authors out there that are writing you know heaps of other great stuff but um I can only share, like you guys, my own perspective um, on things. So, yeah, man, it's been been pretty cool to put those out into the world. You know, like, yeah, yeah that's amazing. That's amazing. And that's what I said early on, on Tony, because you are you're you're a busy man. You're very busy. You got your own um, business, you know, digital discipline, and then you got books. You're an author, bilingual books, so one in English, uh, but also just um. Yeah, well, tell us because I think you mentioned it in the pre-survey questionnaire that you're probably on the way of, of launching your own podcast. Oops. You know, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, um, you know, we've already shot two episodes, um, and they're just going to sit in the vault till God gives me a nudge. Um, in fact, um, the whole digital discipline, the the back office stuff, is is a whole nother story in itself um how they all began the decisions to make that but in terms of what you're asking man um i think uh the lack of um because i think you guys have had elements of it but a dedicated podcasts um to pick apart how do i start a business and it's and it's purely so i can learn but so others can learn too and i think um I think Alistair was on here before, like, so it would be like taking individuals like him, okay, cool, we got the cool story, 
because I think they all are all cool. But, bro, what made you decide to put it as a, um, you know, um, uh, you know, a legal liability company or something like that, or or a trust? Tell me how much the capital was for you to start that Siva company, because those are all the pieces of information that we don't get, because the airy fairy dream seems nice until you know it's starting to cost money, or the mindset, or the cultural. Um, barriers or the discussion that you have to have with mum and dad that you're going to leave your nine to five job to pursue this and so yeah that that's essentially what it is just a, a bit of um, entrepreneurial business slash financial guidance and, and just getting a lot of our uh, brilliant Pacific business owners on there to give us their game um, because I don't think they have a platform to do so um, and I you know I, I got a I got a longish list of of them who I haven't heard on on any podcast who I think um, would be more than happy to share how they came up kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's that's kind that's of cool, uh, man. Uh, the little gap. Um, that's cool. So if you're listening and you hear it, <laughs> yeah. don't steal my idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. I think it's awesome. But, um, it is, I think it is. Kudos. Kudos to you also because – you know, like you, 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 you yourself, you're your businessman, you're entrepreneur, you step out in faith, you, you're doing your thing, and there's no fucking miles, no shame, you're just doing it, you're, and you're author, you know, even if you just never knew, like, man, I'm author, and you're doing all these brilliant things, and it is that there's an element there where people, men, were watching this, like, man, how does this man do this? How, how does he have the time to do this? And so for you to even come here, even just be here tonight, because I know you're busy, but bro, you just sharing your nuggets and they're also sharing you a part of, of who you are uh, and your kids and, and your business. It speaks volumes also because not many men would be like, oh, that's a bit too much to juggle. But you juggle all of this. And so I'm wondering, how how do you balance it? Where's the balance in all of the work that you do also? Bro, I, I don't have it all together. Um, but I think it's uh, been an accumulation of these stepping out in faith and i know it sounds cliche but bro when it's time to pull the trigger you know that that's that's when you gotta face the music kind of thing you 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 got to um for example the whole digital discipline thing that thing had been sitting on my mind for a very long time almost a year and um it was 2018 it was november and uh one morning i woke up and and God said, bro, you, you do this today. You know, you put your information and your experience out there today or I'll just give it to someone else. And that's pretty much the nudge that I needed. And obviously, uh, you know, um, the first thing that I thought was a complaint was, well, I don't know what to call it. You know, straight away, digital discipline, just just out of nowhere because he knew how lazy I was, you know, um, or how much it took for me to do something. Um, and again, the other, I guess the big... Um, a milestone in that whole journey was not last year, the year before, in amongst the whole pandemic in November again. Um, I was employed, you know, um, at Skills, nine, doing my normal nine to five, and um, it had been on my heart that whole year during the pandemic. You got to leave your job, do this properly, like full time. It needs full time attention, and I'm like, oh, it's the pandemic, bro. <laughs> I'm not leaving anything. <laughs> but again, November, uh, it was a Monday, and again clear as you leave you leave you leave now or just give it to someone else because you've been sitting on this thing you know um 
And so I I I hesitated for a day. I just in my head I was, I just said, look, I just need to go sort out my finances. How much money do I have if I was to leave? So bro, I went home that night. I only had six months worth of savings, and um, that's all I went off. The next day, I I printed out the resignation form and signed my thing. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this thing better work, man. Because if not, after six months, bro, Auckland City Mission, here we come. You know, like, <laughs> no house, no yeah, anything. But um, I I I don't want to say I back myself, but um. But I was in the belief, bro. If this is as clear as it can get, then, and this is this is me going off into nothing. I got no contract. There's nothing there. My 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 boss thought, and you know, I was having her on. Also, where are you going? You know, I was like, I don't know. I don't know where. What job? You know, over the like next four weeks, you know, how you, how you have to work still. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. And she thought I was a bit delusional. Like you leaving job to walk into nothing. But bro, by December. There was an open tender for the Ministry of Education um, and I just applied, you know, and by the grace of God, I was able to get that. It was a, it was a six-month contract and I was like, bro, that's all I needed because within that six months, I can get, you know, other business. Or So thankfully, you know, um, as you do when you get those opportunities, you, you overachieve and that now they want to do it multi-year and then Spark came in the picture and then it just, I guess, um, it was all about like a, a, a trust element and um, look, I'm not any different from anybody. Like, uh, I'm not trying to pump myself up, but it was it was those are the two experiences where I'm grateful that God was patient enough with me because he it was like right at the last moment that I was like, okay, 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 I'll do it, kind of thing. So that's that's been sort of my journey, and I I guess uh, when it's time to face the music or that intersection of deciding. Uh, quietly, I'm I'm proud of myself that I was able to to you know to go ahead with it. Um, and it's it's just like fog, man. You you take that step, it clears a little bit. You take that step, it clears a little bit. And I think it works out that way so that um, God gets His glory and His honor. Because if if you knew exactly how the whole thing would work, you know your whole entrepreneurial journey, then um, you wouldn't need God. You know what I mean? And so that's been my experience anyway, uh, brother. So. I'm not anything special, man. Um, yeah, but I've just been able to, um, you know, um, thank God along the way because uh, that's that's the that's the crossroads He's put in front of me, and been patient that I've been sitting there for like a whole year, and then got to move, or else I'll give it to someone else, kind of thing. What a story, man! What a story! Just yeah. I you mentioned skills and I was like, oh man, that's right. I remember I was at PBT back then when you had skills and um, just just the journey of it all. It's, it's really cool to hear um, your perspective on things. And like, you may not have said it directly, but just seeing the way that you process things that happen. Um, life's throwing co- all sorts of curveballs at you and you've just been able to like take it almost in a simple way which is what we need to see things clearly. I think sometimes, you know, we talked about technology and how it sometimes muddies the waters. Um, I was a little bit curious about something, you know, you sort of mentioned, and I guess it sort of relates to representation. Um, prior to this, we were, you know, you mentioned all the different representation in your book, which I think is amazing. And um, one of the sort of perspectives that we talked about um, prior to the camera was um, the perspective of um, those of who have gone through divorce um, and just how, you know, there's, 
lots of perspectives we've covered before, but um, that's quite a unique perspective. And so I was a little bit curious to hear about that aspect of yourself, um, Tony, if you don't mind. Yeah, funnily enough, um, that's tied into, again, um, don't steal my story, but the next book is about the representation of the diversity of families that we have. Um, and I'm talking about, um, I think when our young people read or you know our children read stories of families, ideally it is mum and dad. But the reality is it isn't always mum and dad. Sometimes it's grandma and grandpa are your mum and dad. Sometimes it's just mum. Sometimes it's just dad. Or sometimes it's auntie and uncle. You know, um, and so <clears throat> I wanted to write a story to represent all of the kids because I, I do feel for our young people when they do read stories about families, it is ideal I, and, and it is ideal to have mum and dad. But the, like I said, um, how does that young person feel if they read a story and it's just this happy family and, and you know, they don't know who their dad is or m- my dad's overseas working and I'm only being looked after by, by my grandma my grandma's the only one so how does that change how does that impact them growing up kind of thing like and so that's that's the story I want to tell because um that's the reality of our of our extended families you know um and so yeah like you mentioned man um uh my sons Sakalia and Nemalia um I'm I'm really fortunate to have them uh, a lot of the time slash the majority of the time but you yeah, you know, I, I I was married previously and and you know um, have been divorced and so I've always admired um, the fact that you guys have had guests that um, you know have have strong partners or, or long term you know marriages which I think is is great. There's nothing you know um, wrong with that and it's something that I you know I you know I really admire about that. But like like we had said before, sometimes like the story that I'm about to write, sometimes that's not the case. So, you know, being being divorced has has had its challenges, you know, because um no one gets married to get divorced. Um and so yeah, bro, it's um I, I do I do feel for men who aren't represented in that way because I think the majority do have a significant other or are married. Um, but I'm always mindful, like we probably talked about, about that other group that doesn't, you know, get talked about. And so, you know, I do have friends and family who are in these situations, um, you know, who have an ex-wife or have been previously married. And I, and I do feel for them because it's not what you signed up for. Um, and so... I don't. I don't have the, all the answers to navigate that um, situation. Uh, I'm fortunate that um, me and my son's mother get along in a in a working relationship for the betterment of our of our sons. I know that's not always the case. Um, that I think some of our men are excluded from seeing their children or have it very um, scheduled. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to see my sons pretty much every day. Uh, maybe one day a week that I, that I probably don't see them, but every day I'm I'm in touch with them more. They, you know, they're with me. Um, but outside of that, man, it, it, it's difficult. day eh? at the height of it all, because you're Samoan, and because you're affiliated with a certain religion, and and I got married, you know, and and the Mormon faith, which is uh, bro, the the glorification of of marriage, um, is is a tough gig to uphold because of the level of um in a uh, performance um or 
the level of um, expectation that you have as a, you know, a poster boy, you know, for that particular, I don't know, your your ward or your stake or, you know, whatever group you're from. And I think a lot of our men struggle, you know, behind closed doors because there's this uh, dreamy type uh, marriage that people expect. Um, and so, you know, on Sundays or wherever you're out in public, you, you, you're acting up a storm, or, you know, struggling hard out, you know. And so I don't have any advice, but I do, um, I am mindful of our men that are going through divorce. It's not um, fun. It's not easy, especially when there's kids involved. Uh, many times I've cried, you know, because not, not necessarily because of the, the loss of a, you know, a, you know, a wife or a partner, but it is almost like we had talked about before that the shame that it comes with that's that's the killer because um i went down some really dangerous um mental spaces and, and i don't like to mention it too much and i think some some men have on this podcast but yeah definitely around the the realms of do i take my life today or tomorrow this is how i'm driving right now like um i'm, I'm at 150 160 i'm picking a pole you know, kind of thing, because I was never taught to open up, you know, and talk about problems. We just, I don't know, Barry, we just go to the grave with that. Like, you'd, you'd rather remove yourself and uh, hope for the best for everybody. But again, like like similar stories with other men, you know, um, it's the thought of your kids um, that this particular action is going to be very selfish um, if I do this. And you're gonna leave these, you're gonna leave these boys. You know, in my case, leave these boys into another man's hands to raise. And that thought alone, you know, um, kind of diffused that that little those few days of me like, man, I'm I'm done, man. Like I can't live with the shame, you know. Um, so yeah, man, it's a it's not a it's not an easy journey. Um, I'm not the prime example of it. Um, but definitely do empathise without, without bro, it's, it's tough bro like being an islander and um, going through stuff like that because it's uh, everybody has a has an expectation um, of what your marriage is supposed to look like or what you're supposed to be perceived in the public eye or the or the church eye you know and uh, if you know it's not working bro it's tough to keep acting like, like everything's alright when it's not alright you know and so yeah, man, uh, I wish I had better tools. Um, I'm not saying that it would have fixed anything, but it would have helped me um, cope a little bit better, you know, because uh, I did it alone, bro. Like, silent. I never opened up to anybody about it. And, yeah, yeah, it, it was it was a tough time, eh? But, uh, bro, I, I'm a big believer of, um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of... A lot of uh, you know, friends and acquaintances have reached out because they know that I'm divorced and they are on the verge of or have been divorced and confidence have come to talk to me. Bro, I don't know who else to talk to, bro. Like, and I know you've been through that. Like, bro, how did you get through that? And so it's not really a an open type forum, but um, there is a, a small group of, I guess, divorced men or super added men that are struggling silently because it's not common. You know, um, and so yeah, I know I'm kind of, kind of rambling on, but oh, no, I, I, no. Do, I do feel for our men um, that are Jeez. going through that. Um, yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not, um, it's not easy, eh? Yeah, it's not easy. 
And I can just uh, I can only imagine also. Hey, listen, thank you so much, Tony. Uh, you you are you're the first man to even mention divorce and and uh, to go through some of those those hard times. And I can only imagine, AJ. This is like, and for you to even share that that that, that takes a lot of courage also. And so a lot of men may be watching this, and and people in general may be watching this and say, "Man, I know what he's talking about. I can relate to what he's talking about, and they, and I appreciate what you what you sh- what you're sharing, because it takes a lot of guts to come up and say, "Hey," and to share this openly, uh, even on the cameras are, are running. Like, how, what, what, yeah, what do I say? But you're right. I think a lot of our men who are going through the same or gone through similar uh, situation in terms of being divorced. There's not a platform. There's not not enough of them being represented because I, I've heard a lot of stories of men who divorce and then their partners like, no, no, you're never going to see your kids again, and even to the brink of like you were saying, like taking their own lives, uh, and and great despair and anxiety. And so for you to share that, as bro, model level, so thank you because uh, I can guarantee there's someone out there listening and or watching say, hey, thank you, I, I needed to hear that. I need. I can relate to, to that, and you know, maybe this. Maybe I feel the, the the courage to to start talking to people about hey, my situation or my my, my divorce scene, all that kind of stuff. So, man, I also just on top of that though, like just to add on that, um, because I know some when when there's platforms like this that that talk about that stuff, you do feel encouraged, but then it's like, where, well, where do I go? And I I just wanna you know I again I'm not a trained expert. Um, you know, I I can only offer a listening ear and someone that who's who's gone through that, and you know maybe in the in the socials, bro, just just tag my personal page or, or the business page, and and if any men do want to talk about it, I, I won't have any professional advice, but you know, um, I can only offer a listening ear and a you know a cup of coffee kind of thing. So you know, because I because I know what it's like to just. Bro, just do it silently. Eh? We almost think it's like honourable to do it alone, but I've noticed now coming out of that that whole situation a couple of years ago that um, you know, I, I wish I had the tools to talk. Um, and again, like it, it wouldn't have fixed the marriage, but it would have helped me um not go through that 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 mental strife. Um, you know, that could have almost ended my life, kind of thing. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. That's awesome. And I th- I think that just sort of touches on your. You know your ties to your your own identity, but also just your character. Um, like I think there's just common themes of your legacy built through you know all aspects of your work and even just some of the things you've shared today. Um, I just think it's cool that everything's so congruent. Like you're, I can see part of you in the stories, um, in the books. I can see part of you in the work that you're doing. You know your mahi with digital discipline. I um, mean, and just some of the experiences you've shared. I think, man. It's so courageous to touch on some of the things you've touched on. Um, And just that awareness of the different perspectives. Like, I think sometimes when things are going well, it's hard for us to empathize and think about how, you know, other people are feeling and their unique sort of demographic or or way of life. Um, But just your awareness in terms of all the different, like how things um, can be taken by different groups of people, I think is, is something to admire so i think it's awesome man um one of the things that i sort of was curious about and and talking about legacy was um what are some of the other like beyond the books and the podcast and your mahi with digital discipline do you have any other big big massive dreams out there that you know you'd sort of like to have a go at in the future 
Yeah, there's there's probably two that come to mind. Um, and again, I'm not on social media much. Um, and and I'll say this quietly because um, you know, one of my business mentors, um, you know, Bailangi lady, says, you know, you need to start, um, you know, really uh, um, vocalizing some of your wins because it's really hard for us to do that. So I'll share one. Um, <clears throat> um, our organization was able to uh, fund. Um, my old man's village in Samoa in Savai Fa'ala, they have the school called Baloli Primary School. Was able to fund the next three years worth of Wi-Fi and uh, um, STEM and e-learning uh, after-school workshops for the next three years. Um, it's a really proud moment for me and my family because, firstly, they're the first public school in Savai to receive that, um, and then even cooler. That my my parents um, have been living there the last couple of months. They were they were able to be there to sign this memorandum of understanding on my behalf. So this is my dad's old school, and his son, i.e., myself, was able to um, you know you know been able to fund the next couple of years worth of after school you know I guess I guess uh, tech learning stuff, which is you know kind of opposite to um, what I'm doing, but. That, that's been a real proud moment, um, you know, for myself and my family. And, and like I say, when I did repost, like, my legacy is my last name. I don't, I don't ever do anything for my first name. Uh, my first name will, will, will pass, but they'll know that, you know, it was that little kid. And I only do it, funnily enough, because um, I'm not sure if you guys do it, but when I look on all the team lists for Manusahamo, Tosahamo, or Sevens, I never see my village, eh? Never. And I'm like, one day, I'm gonna <laughs> so, put my, people are gonna know my village, man. Like, it's your boy, it's your boy, man. And you, and you. And so, uh, you know, I really wanted to do something to, you know, um, uh, represent my family. And so, you know, um, I've got to give uh, some acknowledgement to Tony Liotta, who's running that um, uh, uh, program over there. <clears throat> He's been instrumental in, in putting this all together. But I'm um, just, just really proud. Um, you know, we already sent, we already sent fifty books of that. Um, you know, silently. Um, you know, a couple months ago, and um, hoping to secure some devices to take over there. So I just really want to make sure that you know um, the abundance that God's blessed me with. You know, that's how I pay my tithing. You know, I pay my tithing through through doing stuff like that. At least I know where my money's going. You know, and so that's that's one way that I do it. Um, I guess uh, in terms of bigger dreams. Uh, I think digital discipline. You know, I think I had mentioned in, in terms of timing for this podcast um, that I'd be overseas. I, I, um, I want to go dance with the big boys in the states in terms of digital discipline um, because uh, I believe in it. It's something that's not specific to Islanders. Um, it's not a you know it doesn't have any bias. But the Asians got issues with social media. So do Indians. Everybody's got a problem with it, um, and that's why digital discipline doesn't have any. Pacific looking whatever it is because it's not a, a Pacific issue um, so you know um, I'll, I'll be heading there soon to have a couple meetings with some people that are interested in it and um, yeah because uh, I don't know bro just like that the whole journey of just stepping out in faith I, you know I want to see see how it goes you know um, funnily enough like I've thought about the perfect uh, analogy as to why I want to go there because um and this isn't to blow my trumpet, but this this is an industry now. It's being termed uh, digital well-being, and um, bro, this the story is um, 
in Royal Oak Primary, I was the fastest. Year five and year six. They even made me race in the year six when I was year five and I smoked everybody. I was like, I was so mimika. Eh? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like primary school is like all about being the yeah, fastest. Yeah. Eh? And you're just like the man yeah. when you're the fastest. I was the fastest, bro. So like, I, was, I thought I was untouchable. Eh? And um, I went to the inter-school comp, you know, with this confidence. It, was, it wasn't even close at school. Like, so I was like, bro. It was the heats. I was like, bro, looking around, you know, this is me year six, bro. I'm going to gas all of you guys, man. Bro, ended up, I got smoked, eh? I smoked. <laughs> These Balangi kids get proper training, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> that's my analogy to uh, to going to the States because over here, man, like, I'm all good. Like, there's no competition here if you're looking at it from a business, business perspective. So digital discipline is the fastest, you know. In New Zealand, so it's no, it's no, I'm, I got no issues here. But the inter-school comp for me is going to the states. I want to, I want to see if I measure up. New Zealand's only a little dot, and so um, I, I just want to see. You know, um, I'm a big believer in uh, in God. You know, if if this is the purpose that He's given me, then He'll give me the resource. Um, I, I've, I have worked hard, but I haven't worked as hard as um, people think. Because if this is what God, if this is what God's called me to do then he'll provide all the opportunities and resources. If I'm not doing the right, you know, right occupation or whatever, then it's going to be really hard to get things off the ground. Yeah, there's been a few ups and downs, but I really haven't worked as hard as, you know, you would have thought because um, I'm just, I'm just, this is my life mission for the season in my life, really. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, sharing a little bit, yeah, about some, some, some wins and then also some, some ambitions about it all. Yeah, bro. Well, this was what it's all about, I'm Tony, um, and I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't shy away. Say, oh, no, um, and you know, you know, us we try to be, you know, keep the humble card and all that. But I'm glad you mentioned that. You said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. I've done this. I've achieved this. Your your village in Samoa, man, it's amazing." And your dad, I can imagine they'd be super proud of your family. The whole Aingas, like, oh man, the, the man's did it. And so, and your legacy, like Jamie was saying, the legacy. Thank you so much for sharing that because we need to we need to be celebrating that. We need to be. Confident enough, and 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 back ourselves. You said, you, "Oh, I don't really back my, back myself," but man, you are, and you don't even have to say it because of your actions, you're backing yourself. You're going to go to the states. You want to play with the big boys, bro. Uh, and uh, I can see it. I can see it already in terms of being multi-millionaire, um, <laughs> bro. Amen. <laughs> we laugh. That's what we do. We always laugh at each other. We like, oh, oh but also, man. Don't forget us, man. Don't forget us. That's what I'm nah, saying, bro. man. Don't forget us. But it is, it is, bro. And I love the fact because what you're doing, you're showing and you're teaching other men uh, to be encouraged and be inspired to say, hey, I back myself. I got the goods. I've done the hard work. I'm going to go and do it. And people are watching, man, bro, is he going to do it? I can't believe he's going to do it. But I know for a fact you are going to do it because you, you got your ticket. You, you, you're ready to go. And so for you to say that also, and you said, you said I'm, not, I'm not someone special. Also, I beg to differ. You're special, man. Who do who on the right mind will just come? You know what? I'm gonna leave my work. I'm gonna write a book, and I'm gonna go to get to the, get to the states. I'm just gonna do all these things, and without knowing, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no idea, but I'm just gonna go step out in faith, bro. Bro, you, you're changing the game, man. It's me like you who change the game. It's me like you that encourage other men like ourselves and other men who are watching this. Like, bro, I can't believe he's doing this. If he's doing, I can do it. I want to do this. So man, also my Lord, lovely soy for also man, just man, props to you, man. Props hard out, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. 
So yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jay. I just you just got me. You just got me worked up, man. I got excited. Like, bro, this, this is this is how it should be. I think it is, and that's what we we, we pride ourselves on. Like, if men who come on to inspire and to encourage other men. Like, wow, if he's doing it, I can't believe he's doing it. Even in the midst of adversity, even during the divorce, even through the hardship, this man is still doing it. And so, what, what, where does that come from? Because I want to ask you, where does that fire come from to to, say, to really back yourself? Outside of God, bro, <clears throat> this might be a, a bit of an odd answer, but for those who love hip hop, I've, I've listened to probably every cutthroat mode song, every young go song. Um, a lot of that music is inspirational to me because um, the way that they articulate the journey of the struggle resonates with me. I, I grew up listening to rap. So outside of podcasts, that's my other podcast is I, I, I re-listen to the education that they provide in their songs. And so uh, a lot of that's really motivational to me because it comes with a beat, you know? And so, you know, I was, I, I dedicate my morning to gospel music, but every other meeting after that, man, like, bro, I, I try, I get those songs ready, man, because uh, I'm going to go from one thing to another and it keeps me motivated. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's like that every day, Um but that's the fire, bro. That's, that's the, I guess that's the um, uh, tech side of it, um, the, or the entertainment slash entertainment side of it. Other than that, man, it's just my sons. They're, they're the only other ones, man. That um, you know, when, when they sleep at night, and I, you know, I'm I'm lying next to them, and I'm like, bro, I, I gotta make it. Like, um, I don't want to live in any of the stereotypes um, that our, you know, our society throw at us. Um, I'm going to be successful so that um, they don't have to go through any sort of financial barriers, that they're not uh, bound by uh, a limited um, train of thought that, um, you know, I mentioned that one of my boys is, is um, you know, he's doing okay at 40. But uh, we also sell these other little things like um, car flags and, and car headrest covers and that. And so I've been able to coach them through the business aspect. They have a little savings account. I said... Yep, you're gonna transfer a hundred dollars to me because <laughs> you're you're gonna invest in this thing. We wrote down, you know, done all the numbers. Okay, if this product costs two dollars something, you know, to make in China, and we're gonna sell it for ten dollars, what do you think? Our, you know, what's our percentage of, you know, um, profit in this? Okay, so you're gonna invest hundred dollars worth of product into this thing, you know, and so how much are you gonna get out of it if you sell all of this? And that's the kind of math that we do. And so I'm just trying to instill that kind of stuff into them so that they're not one trick pony where if they do succeed in entertainment or, you know, or sports, that that's not the only source of something because, you, you know, you guys know as well as I do, um, a lot of our athletes or entertainers, um, you know, come into financial strife after because they haven't had a plan B. So I'm trying to really think ahead, okay, um, if they if they do do that, at least I've, I've given them a, an example of I can run this business, I can write books and I can do a podcast and also do, you know, some volunteering stuff and then get back to Samoa instead of my dad just works one job and that's it because I want to expand their, I guess their, uh, I, I guess the, the, the width of their capabilities as young men that normalising doing A, B and C is, is that's just normal to me. Or norm, normal to them anyway. Jeez, bro, man, inspirational man. Inspirational. I do want to say I get it wrong a lot too. 
you know, I don't want to sit up here and act like I, you know, I'm the perfect father or, or whatnot, or you know, um, you know, make all the right business decisions. Uh, I do want to preempt that. That you know, I don't want to make it sound like you know I get it all right, but you know, just I, I think I try more. Yeah, I try more, and I don't mind those those losses out and that's cool, man. That's part of the journey. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And it's so important to acknowledge. Um, I think, especially, I mean, I imagine um, from the kids' perspective to see, um, you know, their their father or their mother attempt these things, and that it doesn't always work the first the first time round, or you might have to pivot or whatever. Um, but I think, at least from my own experience there's like this fear of failure where like things had to be perfect because you don't want to disappoint anyone, you know, the shame and all that sort of thing. And sometimes that fear of failure is kind of what holds us back from chasing, you know, taking that leap of faith. Um, and so I was curious about your thoughts on being resilient and developing resilience within ourselves, but also being able to pass that on to the future generation. Yeah, bro. I think, <clears throat> I think we really need to take advantage of that chip on our shoulder. Uh, I think we do, but then we 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 justify it like we had talked before. I think um, the fear of failure needs to be uh, redefined or re-engineered, and this is what I'm trying to instill in my sons: like, bro, we're we're all right to fail. This is just part of the process. It's just normalizing the fact that we try um, different ways because you can tell sometimes kids that um, that don't even try. And and I think sometimes that stems from parenting. I'm not sure, but um, you know, if you're always getting crowd for that one spoon you didn't didn't wash, even though you you know clean the whole house kind of thing, it starts to play on children's minds in terms of I don't want to apply myself. And I'm not a parenting expert. I'm I'm learning like you guys, but um, I am really trying. I am mindful of their childhood experience that I really want to make sure they're that when they grow up they're different. Like they're really different. Um, not in a negative way for example like I told them this term we're going to the gym twice in the morning before school I don't know too many parents that do that um, and you know I'll show you guys later about um, I always talk to them about separation you know and that's what I'm actively trying to do it's not I don't separate myself from my community or, but sometimes just like Moana bro like someone needs to go beyond the reef to understand what's out there because if not, we're just going to fish here and fish here and fish here. And then what? And then we don't know what's beyond there. So I want to be that guy, you know, with all humility. I want to be that guy for my family. I want to go see what's out there, see how far we can push it so that, um, you know, if I do find new land or, you know, new places that we can venture to, then I know the way back. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pathway everybody else that way. Again, I'm, you know, I don't want to sit up here and act like, you know, um, I, I know it all or, or, or know exactly what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. That's why I rely on God, man. Like He, he takes the wheel a lot of the time and I just let him let him do his thing. And, uh, you know, I, I just do what, you know, be his hands and feet really um, the most that I can try. I get it wrong. You know, I'm still a man of uh, lack and sin. Um, but, you know, I, I think my intentions are, are pure. So, yeah, I, I try try lead like that, eh? Yeah, that's awesome. Right, Tony, it's, it's just been enriching and enlightening in terms of you sharing your story. Just yeah, obviously, and like you said, you know, I get it wrong. You get it wrong sometimes. We all get it wrong. Um, but you're acknowledging that, but also acknowledging yourself, 
the work that you do and just uh, the, the journey, uh, the journey of, of you progressing and evolving and the, the just, just your endeavours. And so all the best also, because I'm conscious of time as well. Thank you, brother. All the, all the best, um, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no psychic or anything, but I, I know when, uh, you know, I'm a good um, judge of character. Oh, I like to think so. What's that? I get. We can only hope. But um, but no, I get, I really see. I really see the passion, the passion, and, and the fire. There's a, there's a, there's this look when you see someone like the fire in the eyes. Like I'm determined. Like, you just share that analogy, going into new ter- territory or horizons, and wanting to come back to share. Because some people, like, oh, I want to go do this for myself. And you're what you're saying is it's not about, about me. It's about yeah, it's about you, your your, your sons, your family, but it's more than that. It's about, it's about your people coming back. Hey, this is what what needs to be done. Um, bro, it's just every guest that comes on, I just always feel blessed. And so also, I'm, I'm really blessed tonight. Thank you, man. Really blessed. Um, you sharing, really sharing, and um, all the best for your future endeavors. Please don't forget the usos, man. <laughs> when you get there, see that face, that billboard. Hey, hey, hey! This, so this is my hey, 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 no, hey! I'm, I'm speaking into existence, man. It's, 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 it will happen. It will eventually happen, also. But it's, it's a um, thank you for your time, also. Just, oh, just been a been a pleasure, also, and an honor. Nah, man, pleasure's yeah. all mine. Appreciate yeah. it, boys. Nah, thank you so much. Ah, all good, bro. Appreciate the the, the time, and um, there's a, a sort of. One of my favorite objects when I talk about, when I think about values and, and the journey that we're all on, that's all unique is like the compass. And um, when the values are aligned, like, you know, it's only a matter of time before we reach our destination. Like it's going to happen. And I can just, it's going to happen, bro. Like, I just think it's awesome what you're doing and everything's aligned and you're on your way. Um, and already um, you've done so much. So um, thank you for honoring us with your time and just being able to share so openly about uh, some of these things that um, I know for sure that a lot of our men will benefit from. So yeah, appreciate you. Thank you bro, bro yeah. pleasure's all mine. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fanboys. So yeah, now nah, it's a pleasure to be in you guys' presence. And, um, you know, I hope, and I know that God will continue to bless you guys. Um, you know, your, your guys push to help men um, like myself, because like I said, offline, man, you guys have helped me um, way more than, you know, you think. And so you guys are by design, you know, helping, you know, even men that probably won't comment or, or, or do anything, but that perspective, that fresh perspective that you guys, um, you know, live for on this podcast, man, you guys keep it up, man, because um, you, know, you guys are impacting more men than you, than you actually think. Um, so keep it up. And, uh, you know, I hope God continues to, 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 to bless and flourish you guys um, push. Oh man, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for those kind words. Also, also every guest that comes on, obviously you know they, they come on and we always give them a gift, a bit of a sketch, a bit of a caricature. Also, this is for you on behalf of the Mandate team. Maro lava also, maro lava toivi. Oh damn. Oh man. That is good. Thank That's you so real. much, my Appreciate friend. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you, lava. Oh man, Tony. Tony, is, is there anyone you can think of? Uh, just on the top of your head like someone who could be ideal to come on the podcast oh I have heard you guys ask that question um, and I did think of a few people Nick Afwa um, is probably one guy who's uh, you know that I've caught up with who has an amazing story and then uh, Matt Anonymous oh yes 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 he is um, an amazing creative he would be very, very interesting to talk to. Cool. Um, he thinks very, very differently, and it, you know, he's he's been able to educate me a lot yeah. as well. Um, 
I do want to uh, honour um, first and foremost God, my family, and like I said, you know, I, I do all of this for my last name. You know what I mean? And so, I want to honour all of my cousins and uncles and aunties that you know um, have been able to help and support all of their you know their love um, has only been a catalyst for you know for me. Just you know, when I when I sail off, you know, it's um, the flag at the top is is my last name. You know. I, that's all I do it for, um, and so I just want to honour those, you know, those significant people who have been there since, uh, you know, day dot, um, and then my awesome sons, Sakadia yeah. and Lemadia. Appreciate that, boys. Oh, awesome, also. Hey, we're going to give you the last word, also. Um, just some, some inspiring words. What, what, what you know, just something encouraging to uh, to share with the men before we kind of conclude. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm just like any other man, but. Um, Again, I think, like I had offered before, if anybody needs to talk about those difficult times and, and uh, the whole divorce season, um, you know, there's, there's hope. Um, please, there is value in you being around. Um, you are important. Um, and uh, my family has been able to see and reap the uh, small blessings of me still being around today. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that uh, God helped me through that, that situation. Um, but yeah, with, with, with God, anything is possible. Um, and I know that sometimes we have differing uh, spiritual opinions, but uh, you know, for myself, uh, He's been the one that's been able to uh, pull me through a lot. So uh, that's that's my only encouragement. That's yeah. cool, man. Please, please, people, if you if you're watching it, please check out Digital Discipline and but also the books as well. We, we, we can we can look at the books. Um, ChiefBookSeries.com. Please buy heaps of books for your kids uh, so yeah www.cheapbookseries.com we're on Instagram and uh, Facebook here I am giving all my links as if I don't work for Digital Discipline <laughs> but you can find us on Digital Discipline as well on Facebook and Instagram uh, it'll be a page that you won't regret following because yeah. uh, like I said earlier we'll give you a bit of a ingi with our posts <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't forget the last name La Ulu uh, but also as well the podcast I'm coming was it Risk It All Risk It All so keep it keep it here keep an eye out for Risk It All the, the podcast uh, but also guys don't forget to like subscribe and comment uh, we look forward to your well, well thought out comments and so as usual also Jamin cool you know the mantra refine unlock and take, take charge, charge. Bending.